a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. Use weapons. This week on the Million Dollar Plan, we're taking your chaotic financial life. We're going to talk in a high pitched voice, and then we're going to take it to a calm, calm financial life. Chaos is no fun in your financial life, is it? You may be there, you may have been there, you may be there in the future, but we are taking chaos in your financial life on today's episode, and we're going to break it down. We'll say, oh, what, what does chaos look like? What are signs that your financial life is chaotic? We'll do that here in this first segment, in the second segment, why chaos exists. Oh, that's existential. And now I'm Googling existential standby. Nope, that's not existential. Then the third segment, how to fix the chaos in your financial life. I wanted candles here in the studio today, but the reality is I went to Big Dave's, uh, Big Dave's uh, Deli for breakfast this morning with a friend, and I smell so much like a sandwich right now that I feel like if I lit a candle, we could have an explosion. So I smell like a sandwich. I'm setting the scene for If you're watching on PeteThePlanner.tv, uh, this is our beautiful studio, of course, at PeteThePlanner.tv, the chaos edition of the Pete the Planner uh, radio show. And uh, I smell like a sandwich. All right, so let's get after it. The signs of a chaotic financial life. This is almost like uh, you might be a redneck if, right? Uh, I should have some sort of affected voice. You may have a chaotic financial life if... I'm going to stop that. That's got annoying. Okay. If you're waiting for your next paycheck to pay major bills, like if there's always this delay, let's say your mortgage or your rent is due on the first and you can never actually pay it on the first, you always use the grace period, not out of some sort of wisdom of, oh, well, we're making better use of our money now. People that say that often are liars or they don't understand the concept, okay? So people, I'd rather have my money longer than to pay them and then they can make use of my money. That sounds like a smart thing to say, but if it's just sitting in your checking account and you're spending it on other crap, that's not actually a good idea. Right? I mean, you, you probably said that before. Like, you could pay your mortgage on time or pay your rent on time, but you choose to use the grace period because I would like to make better use of my money. No, that's, that, that's not how this works. Unless your money is earning some degree of a return, interest, then sitting on money that is due to someone else because you're making better use of it, yet you're not earning a return, that makes no sense. Okay, so if you always are waiting for your next paycheck to pay major bills, that creates stress and it is a sign of a chaotic financial life. Of course, your budget, your monthly spending is set on a regular income every two weeks or every month or every week or whatever. But if you have to wait and delay, if you end up paying your bills on a different day every month because of how your paycheck shifts, that is the sign of a chaotic financial life. Uh, next sign, and this is the most obvious, but some people try to uh, circumvent this whole idea. If you overdraft your account, yeah, that's a sign of chaos, right? If, if you get uh, the day before you get paid or two days you get paid before you get paid and you overdraft your account, here's what that means. Here's what that means. You're completely unorganized and you have no idea what's going on. 
people like to overcomplicate the overdraft thing. Well, it's just an unfortunate. No, it's unfortunate that you don't know what you're doing. That's what's unfortunate. You uh, have some money. You go and buy too much stuff, make too many payments, and then the bank says, hey, you have no more money, bucko. All right, so then there's two things people do from there. A, ideally, the transaction's declined. I would much rather you have a transaction declined than to dip into the overdraft line of credit. That makes no sense to me, right? Because that, and I see it a lot, people have this overdraft line of credit and it can have hundreds, if not a thousand dollars of a credit line because you, you don't ever stop and breathe and say, yeah, I'm actually issuing more payment requests than there are monies. That's an issue. So uh, number two uh, sign of a chaotic financial life is that if you overdraft at all, I was gonna I was gonna give some sort of stipulation. Hey, if you overdraft uh, once a quarter, no, dude, if you overdraft, you, we got some problems, right? There's mistakes, and then there's mistakes driven by willful ignorance, right? Number three sign that your financial life is chaotic, and by the way, I don't care how much money you make, I don't care how much money you have in retirement, I don't care how smart you are, I don't care how dumb you are. This is all the same. Like, this is the great equalizer. Money is the great equalizer. It does not matter if you have a lot of it or a little of it if you're making mistakes with it, right? I know people making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and their lives are as chaotic as a person that's making a fifth of that. Now, the tough part is we actually covered on our blog this week. Uh, if you don't make much money, your margin for error is super slim. That's the difference. Like we all have behavior issues with money. We all have the potential to have chaotic financial lives. But if you don't make much money, your margin for error, you're allowed is very slim. You are allowed to make very few mistakes. And if you do, you're in big trouble. The funny thing about someone who makes a lot of money is their behavior is actually worse, generally speaking, if there's chaos. Think about that. Like we look at someone that, that is middle class, right? From an income perspective. And we, yeah, we are just classifying people today. Get over it. We're taking someone that's middle class from an income perspective and we'll say, well, clearly they're not doing well financially because they don't have good behavior. That's not actually true. If they, if they make a little mistake here and a little mistake there, maybe they're allowed two mistakes every six months. And uh, if they make any more mistakes than that, then chaos ensues. True chaos. How about someone who makes three times middle class income? Their behavior can be awful, terrible. They can make 10 mistakes every other month. Doesn't matter. But it's chaotic. It's chaotic. Sign number three, four, no one knows. Sign number three, that your financial life is chaos. A $500 unexpected expense takes you into debt or messes you up for months. 500 bucks. This is what we call the vet expense. I don't have a dog right now. My dog died. Don't send cards. Dog died a few months ago. So we don't have vet bills, right? But like to me, the ultimate $500 unexpected expense is the dog standing in the corner looking weird. And you're like, we got to see what's wrong with the dog. And so you take the dog in and the vet's like, oh man, dog's looking weird. Uh, and then they run some tests and then it's 500 bucks. And you're like, well, the dog's okay, but now this sort of sucks, right? So if you have a $500 or an appliance goes out, right? Or the deductible for your, your homeowner's insurance or your, your car insurance, a $500 unexpected expense. If that messes you up or makes you go into debt, you're living a chaotic 
financial life. Sign number four that you live in a chaotic or chaotic, depending on how you pronounce it. Uh, you have less than $2,000 in savings. Now, this one's a little weird. It might be the weakest sign. But uh, if you've got less than $2,000 in savings, I would say uh, chaos is nigh. Why? That rhymed. Why? Because $2,000, it doesn't take a lot to go wrong to eat up 2000 bucks, Or... It doesn't take too many bad decisions to eat up $2,000. Money's relative, right? If, if, if $2,000 makes you comfortable and you're like, Pete, I'm sorry, but $2,000 makes me feel good. Okay, cool. It shouldn't. It shouldn't, right? Because it, what we're really depending on is what your judgment from there. I got $2,000. I'm feeling pretty good. So I feel so good. We're going to go on vacation and spend $1,200 of that. Okay, well, that's a terrible idea. Or... Um, yeah, I've been wanting a new this or that, so uh, we're gonna get that. We're gonna use uh, 1500 for a down payment on a new motorcycle. Uh, see, it's about judgment. $2,000 in savings is not a lot of money, and, and, and don't turn this into, well, it is for some people. That's what I'm saying. This is the whole my point. You're making my point. It's <laughs> so always, never argue with someone that they start that garbage logic. No, you're making my point. <laughs> Have you ever done that? I do that with my wife. Like, we'll be having a discussion about something. And we'll, we'll be on other sides of the issue. And I'll say, no, you're actually making my point. <laughs> so frustrating. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, and then uh, finally, number five, if you aren't saving money on a monthly basis into savings, not retirement, but in, well, yeah, absolutely. If you're not saving money into savings on a, month, on a retirement on a monthly basis, absolute chaos is present. If you aren't saving money into your savings account on a monthly basis or to your kid's college fund or to a mutual, whatever, brokerage account, chaos, chaos. I don't think people really understand how on the brink to an absolute financial meltdown they are when they have some of these signs of chaos. Coming up after the break, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about why this chaos exists, what causes it, what caused it or what causes it moving forward. We'll do that. Next on the Million Dollar Plan, I'm Peter the Planner. Stop what you're doing! Lock on. And hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner. Question the right of any man. The voice his opinion as strongly as any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in. Camouflage by the scenery, but I'm a champion. Revamp the camp again. Put down the stamp again. Talk to my fans again. Back on the million dollar plan, the I smell like a sandwich edition. My friend who I went to breakfast with during the break texted me and said, I smell so much like a sandwich. It's funny. Go to Big Dave's in Zionsville, Indiana, if you're ever there. It's delicious, but you'll smell like a sandwich. Uh, but before we get going, because I know you're here for money to talk, but I don't care. I am strangely addicted to fishing right now. <laughs> and this has come on. Nicole, have you noticed? Uh, I've talk, been talking to Erica in the office about this, but have, have, have you and I talked about how much I've enjoyed fishing recently? I know you've been taking the kids, but I didn't know that you've been enjoying it this much. Well, the, the, yeah, it's crossed over to this <laughs> ugly place. Like, I, it's not about the kids anymore. <laughs> and I watch 
fishing videos on YouTube. See, that's when you know that you're really invested is when you started watching your YouTube videos and then when you open up the YouTube browser and yeah. it has your suggested videos. Yeah. Have you noticed that? No, I haven't. See, my favorite is, is when I log in to upload your videos, sometimes yeah. it has live, uh, like my live EDM concert sets. Yes. So now I feel like we're even because I've got my live music, my live loud music, and you've got your fishing videos. Uh, you crazy kids! I'm an old man that fishes. All right, back to uh, the chaos. Why does finance? Thanks, Nicole. Why does fa uh, chaos exist? Why does financial chaos exist? There's three reasons. Okay, there's four reasons. There's four reasons. Here's number one: guessing. Guessing. Don't guess. It's money. It's math. Guessing. You remember in math class, this is what? Second grade, maybe? My daughter's going into third. I think in second grade, you learn to estimate. You do a ballpark. You, you learn to ballpark estimate, right? Uh, 10 times 13 is, oh, I don't know. It's at least over 100, right? That's a ballpark estimate. You're an adult. If you're not an adult and you're listening to this show, go do something else, right? This show's it's not interesting for you. That sounds condescending. I should say something hip. I don't, I don't know what to say. Any, Nicole, is there anything hip I can say to the kids if they're listening? Uh, what are kids see, into? I see, I have to tune into my 19-year-old brother because yeah. he's what keeps me cool, yeah. so. Well, then we're in trouble because I don't know. Uh. All right, so if kids are listening, don't guess if you're an adult. Stop guessing about your financial life. Stop guessing. Well, I, we'll have enough money for that, I think. No. It's math. If your financial life is chaos, it's probably because of one of the four reasons I'm going through now, but the number one is guessing. Guessing. Don't look at your, your cart when you go to the grocery store and be like, ah, it'll be fine. We'll have enough money for that. Don't guess that you can afford going out to eat. No. This is the challenge. Like I know we're dealing with behavior in money, and this is what I talk about all the time. It's like money's not about math. It's about behavior. That's my thing. But on some level, it is actually about math. If your financial life is chaos, you're guessing you can afford stuff you can't afford. And affording is, is a quantitative measure. It's not a qualitative measure of like, I think I could feel good about that. No, this is a quantitative measure. Dollars are involved. Stop guessing. Like, look at your life right now. If you've got chaos in your financial life, you're guessing. That's one reason. Number two, not enough income, <laughs> okay? Now, to be fair, most people experiencing chaos thinks more money will solve their problems. More people are wrong about that than just about anything else. The main issue when, when someone has financial chaos is either A, they're guessing, B, they don't have enough discipline, which is sort of a deviation from that. But they often think it comes down to, well, I just, I'll be honest, I don't make enough money. Sometimes that's the case. It's more the case on the lower end of things. Very rarely do you see someone with a household income of, let's say, $75,000, a household income. The two people that cohabitate together uh, in any way, shape, or form. If their household income is above $75,000 living in the Midwest, uh, not just the Midwest, but not Manhattan, not San Diego, not San Francisco. I need to have a list of your screwed cities if you live in these cities and then make less than a certain amount. But everywhere else, I mean, you're fine. If you, if you make $75,000 household income in Dallas, Texas, you're fine. 
the problem is never you don't make enough money if you make above $75,000 in a normal area. That is never the answer. Well, we don't make enough money. If you make $40,000 as a household income, if you make $30,000 as a household income, arguably, it's possible to say, I, I don't make enough money. Now, is that your employer's fault? No. Is it your fault? No, it's sort of just circumstance. It's based on how you create your lifestyle. Student loans really play into this. When, when students, I always, I always want to say kids, but then I feel like I'm being pejorative to people younger. Than, when kids get out of school, right? When kids get out of school and they set their lifestyle before they begin their student loan payback, that's a problem. I mean, that sets them on the, the wrong foot because then they can't afford their lifestyle once they figure in what their student loan payments are going to be. So if chaos exists, A, because you're guessing, B, because you're uh, not disciplined enough with your money, a.k.a. not resourceful, uh, number three is because you don't make enough money, and number four, and this one, I don't know, this, one, this one's a little anecdotal, but it's true, you have the worst luck in the world. You have the worst luck in the world. Uh, some people are unlucky. I'm just going to be honest, and I know this is not great financial advice, what I'm about to give you, as opposed to the other great not financial advice I give you every show. Uh, some people just have terrible luck, and there's nothing you can do about that. You know, but, but I'll say this. If, if you're in one of those stages right now, and we've all been there, and I was there about 12 months ago in, just a, in some capacity, where it rains, it pours, Right? You have a car incident and you have a pet incident and you have a housing incident. You've got a medical incident. You've got all these things that require a few hundred bucks here and there to address. It's raining. It's pouring. I mean, you cannot catch a break. Those are periods of bad luck. But I would not describe you as an unlucky person. That's just reality. That's one of those things where, you know, bad stuff happens all at once. I got a good friend right now dealing with car issues right in the midst of a move, right in the midst of their family growing, right? That's not, that person isn't unlucky. That's life. That's how stuff works. And then there's another factor in this too. I live in a 10-year-old house now. If stuff starts failing on my house in any capacity, windows, caulking, that's weird, anything, it's not because we're unlucky. It's because it's 10 years old. And if I don't realize that things break, it doesn't make me unlucky. It makes me ignorant to, to, to not know that things uh, fall apart. Things do fall apart. So don't always look at your financial chaos as we're unlucky. But sometimes some people are just inherently unlucky. The sort of people, if you happen to be in a casino, you don't want them walking by your table to cool you off. And by the way, I hate gambling. My dad sort of got me into that, uh, not liking gambling. Mike D., my father, the old, uh, I work too hard to uh, gamble my money. I'm kind of with you there, Mike D., kind of with you there. But I don't work too hard to waste it on a bottle of wine. I can, can I say something for a second? I was at Costco this week, uh, and I was buying supplies for our, my office because that's what I do. And I was, uh, I was grabbing some, I grabbed a couple bottles of wine, not for my office, for myself. And someone took a picture of me buying wine, and uh, under their breath, I heard them saying, is it in the budget? This happened. This bothered me. They'll take pictures of me buying wine at Costco. Lady? All right, so those are the four things of why chaos exists in your life. Number one, 
you guess too much. Number two, you don't have enough income. Number three, you're not resourceful enough, meaning you're not disciplined enough. And number four, you have bad luck. Now, let me, let me talk about the resourceful thing just for a minute here. If you're not resourceful, which I think is the number one cause here between that and guessing, 1A, 1B. If you're not resourceful, often means, oftentimes that means you misunderstand convenience or you misuse convenience. That's a better way to say it. You understand it, you just misuse it. Convenience, it to me is like a, it's a real gift. It's a luxury to be able to enjoy convenience. Convenience in my eyes is when you exchange money to save time. When you exchange money to save time. People who are broke, people who are in chaotic financial situations, stay up later, get up earlier, use time, don't waste money. If you're in a chaotic financial situation, by God, do not employ convenience. Get up earlier, go to bed later, do not employ convenience. Do not spend money to save time when you're broke. Does that make sense? Big mistake if you do. Coming up after the break, how to fix chaos. How to fix cash flow chaos in your life. Oh, I still smell like that sandwich. Oh, it's a delicious sandwich, but I smell like it. Uh, this is Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner. Mr. Kinetic, Rusty Redenbacher, ATFU, Naptown, yeah. Cashing in like the end of the game at the casino. I lean so the glare of the rearview don't hit me. Swiftly through the avenues and boulevards. Old soul playing on my speakers. Old soul but young and age of boss player. Not from the Himalayas, but my fam gave me Gary Indiana game. Grew up around the country, but the mindset was there. Ain't I won't complain about a damn thing on this beat. Axe hang out his lapping glass house. Keep it funky. Work to the jams. Back on the million dollar plan. I'm your host, Pete the Player. Uh, by the way, if you're listening to this episode on August 13th, in which it airs uh, on radio, or if you're catching on the podcast next week, and you happen to be in the central Indiana area on August 25th, I'm coming out of comedy retirement for one night only. Uh, go to Crackers Comedy. There's a website. Nicole, can you find out what Crackers Comedy's website is in Broad Ripple, please? Yeah. Uh, there's a website. Uh, go there. Buy tickets to the Scott Long Show on August 25th. There's two shows. There's like 7 and 9.30. Uh, it's a celebrity comedy show with lots of sort of local media people and athletes and whatnot. And we're doing uh, comedy for charity. So it looks like uh, the web address is crackerscomedy.com. That's crackerscomedy.com. Go to the Broad Ripple, August 25th. Buy tickets. It's in your budget. Oh, and... Uh, there may be inappropriate content. Not by me, of course. By other people. Uh, okay, so we're talking financial chaos on this episode of The Million Dollar Plan. Signs that you have it was a segment one. Um, why you have it, segment two. And finally, let's do this. Let's talk about fixing it. Uh, 
I don't know what you think about me and my financial life, but dude, and dude S's, I have chaos too. I occasionally have financial chaos. When you run a business with several employees and you got moving pieces from time to time, my financial life is chaotic too. I know what it feels like. and It's not fun, but I do know how to fix it every single time. Sometimes you can't prevent it. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes you cannot prevent the chaos, the temporary chaos, but you can get out of it almost every single time. And I'm really good at that. And I'm going to give you the first, I'm going to give you the last point first, which then makes it the first point. So now I wonder what the last point is. Uh, I'm going to give you, I'm going to get, give you my conclusion now, and then we'll, we'll back up and get there. It'll be like a, a bad indie film. Okay. Uh, I need you to get addicted to saving money. That's the solution. We'll get there. Okay. So the first thing you do, if what I've described today is your life, paycheck to paycheck, chaos, uh, overdrafts, $500 in unexpected expenses throws you off for a while. You have less than $2,000 in savings. You're not saving money on a regular basis. That is chaos. Am I judging you for it? No, I'm not judging you for it, but I am judging you if you don't do anything about it. Here's what you do. This is the first place you start. And this is the first place that you're not going to do something because you're going to find it to be a silly step. I don't really care. Grab your bank statement physically. Print it off. Print it off at work. Use their paper. I don't care. Nicole, don't print stuff off at work. I like our toner. Um, grab your bank statement or other spending statements and go through them. Like if you have chaos, it's because you, you sometimes, sometimes... You're guessing your cash flow. Let's, let's set a scenario. Let's just really simple. Let's say you get paid on the first of the month and the 15th of the month, and then the next first of the next month. So that, that's how your cash flows in, right? Flows in on the first, flows in on the 15th. And then it doesn't really, it's not for that month, but you, you know, as soon as that month concludes after the 30th or 31st, I'm not, you know what I mean? You've got another cash. That, that's your cash flow in. Where you guess is, the cash flow out patterns in the middle. So most people have um, one of those pay periods is consumed by most of the bills. And the other pay period is consumed by discretionary spending. So usually the first pay of a month is consumed by fixed bills and the second pay of the month is consumed by discretionary spending. And here's where it goes off the rails. If you don't keep enough money at the end of that month in to go along with the first pay of the next month because you guessed so much and after that second pay period, that's how you get in trouble. So you need to look for spending patterns. I mean, I'm not gonna tell you to spend an hour on Excel graphing your spending habits, but I mean, if you got the time, it, it, it matters a lot. Look at your spending statement. And if there's two people in your household that both speak uh, spend money, which as you know, look at how your habits interact with each other. Think about this. You may have one person do a majority of their spending at the beginning of the month, and you may have a person do a majority of their spending at the end of the month. What if both people do a majority of the spending at the end of the month, and then all your discretionary money is getting eaten up, and then that's why everything's feeling so chaotic, because when the next pay period comes around, it's beginning of the next month, it just doesn't feel like there's enough resources there. So the best way to, to start this whole process of de-chaosifying, Nicole, I'm going to guess that's not a word. I think that that's a technical term. Dechaosifying? Yeah. Can we go with it? Yeah, let's run. What I if like I wrote a book called Dechaosify? 
Yeah, that makes it official. And then if we put it on one of those little like needle point things, yes. you hang it somewhere in the office, that makes it so official. Needle point's the way to go. Um, so that's number one. Grab your bank statement. Number two, when you get a raise, I'm going to assume you're going to get a, po- a cost of living adjustment. And if you had to send me emails and say I'm out of touch because people don't get raises, well, you're, I don't know what to tell you. Most people I know get raises. Except for the people that own the businesses. They generally don't. <laughs> Most people get raises. When you get a raise, dig in deep and make that raise save you from chaos. And I don't mean by giving you more comfort, by giving you more of a cushion and more money to, dis- to spend on a discretionary basis. I'm saying leverage that raise to create real margin that does something. Let's say you get a $200 a month raise, okay? And it's $100 of pay. And you don't create $200 worth of true margin every month after that. You are causing the problem, right? You're absorbing your raise as opposed to saving your raise. Uh, That $200 should go to pay down more debt. It should go to save more money. It should not find itself a new habit or obligation that is consumer in nature. Remember, we're trying to de-chaosify. Sometimes my high school English teacher listens to this show, and I think if she listens to this show, it might be the last time. De-chaosify. All right, so number three way to de-chaosify your life Take advantage of your pay periods. Okay, so if you're on 26 pay, which most people are on 26 pay, it's when you get paid every other week, there are two months. And Nicole, do you happen to know when our next three pay month is? (gasps) It's this month. It's this month. (gasps) Good times, right? So when that happens, leverage that moment to make progress. Okay? Number four, get extra income. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm telling you to get another job. I'm telling you to drive Uber. I'm telling you to bartend. I'm telling you to teach, you know, fishing lessons. I don't really care. You, if you need more income, if the real problem of your chaos is you don't make enough money, don't wallow around in, in your, your lack of income. Make more money. Get a second job. There's nothing wrong with this. You're a hero if you do it. It's great. If you sit around and wait for someone else to solve your financial problems, your financial problems get worse. There's something powerful about a financial problem that can be solved with more you. Not same you doing nothing, crossing your fingers. We're dealing with math. If you can add more income to the equation and use that income wisely, you can, you can make the chaos go away. And sometimes... It's just, you just need a little bit of money to turn the whole thing around, to pay off a debt, to to get that emergency fund, and then you can stop working. But until more income comes in, I mean, if you're just sitting at your your employer and looking at them to solve your problems, that's crazy. Go hustle. Finally, I mean, listen, sell something if you have to. Sell something. Sell an old chest of drawers on Craigslist. Sell, Sell stuff. Create some margin and get addicted to spending. That's what we're after here. I need you to get addicted to spending. Open an account, put money in it, put money in it again, put money in it again, and then that becomes your focus. 
That's the whole point of today. If your chaos is uh, the number one factor in your life, if, if your life is filled with chaos, the way to fix that is to get addicted to saving money. That's what you have to do. You have to create a scenario in which you are spending less and not just sitting on the money that you didn't spend, but saving it, physically moving it to account and watching that account balance grow. If you do that, you can solve chaos. You really can. And if you think, well, it's easy for you to say, it is easy for me to say because I've seen it work so many times. If you're struggling, if chaos is part of your financial life, solve it by getting addicted to saving money. It is the, cr I'm addicted to fishing right now for some stupid reason. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm addicted to fishing. And like, I, I love it. I'm not going to spend any money on it. I just love it. It's like, I, I fish at a retention pond off of a roundabout in Carmel. The school of fish go to private school. That's, it's Carmel fishing. Thank you for that laughter. So get addicted to saving. Please, my USA Today column last week was about good old-fashioned saving. All right, coming up after the break, we'll wrap this thing up. Biggest waste of money of the week and uh, whatever else we have time for. I'm Pete the Player. Every day living through the peace of my soul, I remain whole even in the middle of the pain. Even though my life has the rain, I still remain sane, writing and creating for my life. And my pen is my sword given by the Lord, and I use it to fight the tides of restriction. Sometimes I'm conflicted by myself looking at the trees too much and can't see the forest. Enemies shall inherit the earth, and I want to inherit something, something other than the high blood pressure and diabetes. So work is what I got to do. Stay true to my enemy and water the trees that I sing from and look out for the lumberjacks running with the gale force wind at my back. Swift and enduring. This week's bomb, biggest waste of money of the week here on the uh, Million Dollar Plan is actually before I get there, for some reason I was finding this week's item and I Googled Bwam. I don't know why, because I'm the only one that just calls biggest waste of money. I call it Bwam. Turns out Bwam is an app on the iPhone that's marketed as it's for women. Nicole, I'm, I don't need you to explain this to me, and I don't actually want to know, and we probably shouldn't be talking about this, but the, the app helps a woman take control of her pelvic floor. I don't oh. know what that means. I don't need you to explain it to me. I, know, I feel like you're going to have to sign a form. I, I feel comfortable about this because as a woman, sure. I'm not even quite confident what that means good or okay. what that app is for let's so, never talk about this again okay we'll talk to our hr rep and okay. sign what we need to this week's real bomb taking control of my pelvic floor that's a pelvic floor bang and olufsen's Lab 50 speaker with uh sleek looks to match the quality of its sound, the Beolab 50 speaker is an excellent choice for your hi-fi system. Its exterior is crafted from silver polished aluminum with oak wood lamellas and a soft lamellas. I think that's some sort of part of someone's anatomy. Uh, rounded black fabric grill cover. Underneath lie three amplifiers delivering 2100 watts to an array of three four-inch mid-range drivers, three 10-inch subs, and a two-centimeter acoustic lens that rises from the top and can be configured 
to deliver a room filling or laser laser focused sound. Active room compensation applies filter. People, none of this, none of these make sense, and it costs nineteen thousand six hundred dollars. This speaker with a bunch of made up words costs nineteen thousand. Hire a band. You don't need to listen. Hire. You could get the Rolling Stones maybe for nineteen thousand six hundred bucks, or you get Tears for Fears at least. That's it for this week's show. Dechaosify your life. Come to our comedy show, August 25th. It could get blue, I'm gonna be honest. And not because of me, I don't use those sorts of languages. Do not Google Boom. That's it for this week's show. I'm sending you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner, and this is a million dollar plan. If you wanna be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money right, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. This is for information purposes only. Not the specific financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Release from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations, I bring you love, Tron greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, adjourn. it beats I burn, this I adjourn, it beats I burn. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?